LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the One Ministry Question Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and today I'm here with Dan Eiten. Hello. And uh, we get to talk to pastors all the time. One of the things that's come up, uh, well, for the last two years is leading while you're tired and leading people that are tired. Like, how do we lead? How do we lead our teams? Um, So that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today, Dan. And when I look at your experience, you know, people don't realize this on the podcast unless they listen to every episode, but we've worked together in the past, not yes. just today. We've, we've worked together in the past and I can look back into different seasons, uh, of my role, um, back at McLean Bible church and launching campuses and man, what it's like, you know, 90 days out and then launching. And then the first 90 days, like you just, you cannot stop. Because yep. once you launch, you want to, you want to celebrate what you've done with the team, but then you're reminded, oh, there's a bunch of new people and I've got to get all these people in groups and, oh, are we already doing a, another service? Uh-oh, I need yep. 30 new volunteers. Um, you know, all those things kind of come into play. Uh, That's a great problem, but uh, tiring all at the same time. <laughs> it is. It wasn't always that way, but... Um, we sure were blessed by things like that. And then you think of the things that happen seasonally, like Christmas or Easter um, that happens at every church. It's not just the launch of something. Sometimes it's a a major outreach that you have every year Um, or it is, you know, around Easter time and same thing holds there. We still want to keep going, even though, um, you know, kind of we've been preparing for Easter for, months and then suddenly it happens big church or small smaller church and we're wanting to get those people back the next sunday or get them plugged into our church so think back of the times when have been the the times where you have been on a tired team uh and what did that what did that look like yeah, oh, I've been I've been on a lot of a lot of teams that have gone <laughs> through those seasons of being tired. You know, I've been gone through, you know, changes of a um, lead pastor um, or lead like teaching pastor at a church, uh, been through a church plant where we you know had a launch service. You know, I've I've felt those Easter Sundays where, you know, you get through, you had a big outreach event um, included with Easter. And then at the end of it, you're just exhausted. Um, And that's the point where you can't let up. Um, You actually need to do something with those people that have, have joined and become new. And I feel like the tendency can just be like, oh, we made it through the event. Let's wash our hands and we'll get to, we'll get to everything else in a week or so, which is probably the exact wrong thing to do. So, you know, people listening, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when are you going to get to, how do you fix that? <laughs> um, yeah. and, and so the first thing that I tell people is, um, you know, we as pastors are, are usually good at telling stories from the pulpit that align with our sermon. We're not great at, um, at telling stories constantly that um, align with our vision, mission, and where we are currently in it. 
and celebrating things as they happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a big difference between everybody just, you know, kind of going home and taking a nap on, after uh, things are over on Easter mm-hmm. um, or, you know, launching something new and having an opportunity to celebrate what happened with your leaders, volunteers, if you're lucky enough to have staff, staff. Um, that's a really special time for you to galvanize the team, to inspire the team um, by connecting it back to your vision and why this is important. And this is why we did this and encourage people by, you know, pointing out um, the great job so-and-so did on the doors or, Hey, let me tell you a story about who was here today. Um, you know, you all know this person and this person has been praying for that. This person has invited, uh, you know, this family to Easter for the last seven years and they came today. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and honestly, any little thing that you have like that can give people energy. I mean, there's, there's, yes, there's a lot to be said for rest. It's actually a biblical concept. Um, we need to do that too. Uh, we need to give people permission, uh, to do that. In many cases, our volunteers won't, won't take a rest. Um, and we don't often see that because they're a great volunteer and we don't have to worry about them. So we just let them run. We let them run until they just tap out or step out and they're, they're gone. And then we certainly notice, but it would have been great for us to notice prior to, uh, them becoming completely exhausted. Uh, and giving them a time to say, Hey, Hey, it's important for you to, to rest. If you feel like you have to be here every Sunday, if you feel like you can't go on vacation, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've got a number of people that listen to this podcast from a wide range of church sizes and, and things. What would you say to, um, somebody that has a staff team that's paid that is feeling tired. What are, what are some things that, um, you know, a lead pastor or executive pastor could do to help that tired team? Well, you want to be, um, I do think that, um, sometimes we fail to be pastoral with our team. Um, it's, you know, everybody knows it's not, it's, it's more than a job. Um, but, being pastoral and personal with your team can help a lot. Um, you may not notice if you're not pastoral and personal. Uh, and if that's the case, then if you're not naturally bent toward that, if you are naturally bent to be more of a steward than a shepherd, then you should schedule that, um, time in to say, Oh, I need to check in on so-and-so or, Oh, um, this is my monthly meeting with them. I need to ask about, you know, their family or whatever it is, whatever agenda you can kind of put together to help you remember to do that. Some people are going to naturally do that. That's not going to be a problem, but being pastoral is I think the, the number one thing because your emotions um, affect your tiredness more than anything else. Now there will be seasons where, you know, it's like, Hey, this, uh, this couple just had 
twins or it's their first kid or fill in the blank, you know, there's going to be seasons like that that can sometimes be extended. Um, a person is take caring for a parent that, um, you know, may have poor health. Um, there's, there's all kinds of things that happen outside the church that affect a person's ability uh, or, or uh, level of tiredness inside the church, a staff person. Yep. I would say um, it's equally as important in a, a church setting that's smaller because even though that person might not be quote unquote, a staff person, they're essentially functioning as a staff person. Um, yeah. The churches I grew up in were all smaller, but you know, there's a Sunday school director. There was a youth leader. Um, and those people were always there. I mean, again, just like a staff person, it's like, if they feel like they can't take a vacation, if they feel like they can't be out for a couple of weeks, even, um, that can be a, that's a problem. And, and sometimes they're part of the problem. They want control or it's a pride issue or whatever. But a lot of times it's just, they have put that weight on themselves and you can go remove some of that weight off yep. their shoulders. Uh, and they just need permission. So be pastoral, give permission. I'm going to have to think of a third P now. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say, I would say too, with the staff um, side of things, like don't be afraid to let somebody have a comp day when, when it's needed, especially after a big outreach event or something like that. Um, but when it comes to volunteers or, or even a staff person, um, one of the things that I've found um that it can give energy is in, and I think Todd, you've said this, but just acknowledgement of the work that they've done. Um, I know that that volunteer probably isn't in it for that acknowledgement. They want, they want to do it as, you know, using God's gifts, um, for his kingdom. But I think even just acknowledging the amount of work somebody has been doing lately can sometimes, um, go a long distance. Um, so that is really helpful, um, for people. But Todd, what would you say just for that that pastor out there that doesn't have a big volunteer team, doesn't have a staff team, but um, they themselves are listening to the podcast today and they're just saying, I'm tired. What, what should I do? I mean, I would say the, the part of it is thinking of this, whether you're, this is for someone else or it's for you, it's part of their development. Um, and part of development is embracing the growth, the growth that has occurred. and resetting expectations. So even if it's seasonal or if it is something that, um, you're just at a different life stage, whatever it is, um, I think it's a really good time to step back and reset your expectations of yourself. Um, and so the way to do that is to walk through how you're spending your time each week and, um, whether or not that is, you know, what in my schedule has given me, uh, energy and resulting in kingdom work, what is on the opposite spectrum, what, um, wastes my time <laughs> and mm -hmm. leaves me feeling wasted, wasting away. Yep. What are those things? Um, because I need to try to shift more of my time into the former away from the latter. 
uh, and figure out what those things are. Uh, again, even us, we sometimes assign things to ourselves that we shouldn't, or we say, I'm the only person that can do this. Or, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and it's giving yourself permission to do that, it, especially our number one job as church leaders is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. It is mm -hmm. to give our ministry away. And I understand that, you know, you, you um, can't always easily identify someone who it's ready to give that ministry to them right now. All you need to do is think about what that element is. And then the, I don't know, three people in your church that could potentially at some point do that thing and figure out what the gaps are between um, where they are and where they need to be and developing them toward that end to do that. That does take time. But I would say that you can always find some time in your schedule if you just look at those things that are really a waste of time or is it a job that I gave myself to do? Yep. If your elders, deacons, boss, whatever, um, if they haven't given you that to do, why are you doing it? Is yep. it because it's essential? Is it because fill in the blank? You can easily make some things essential uh, in your, in your brain that aren't really essential to the mission vision of the church. So give yourself permission to step out of some of those things, look for things to kill off, uh, in order to spend the time, effort, and energy on things that number one are going to give you more energy. And number two are going to be most beneficial to your church and your role. Yeah. It might seem from the outside that that might be more tiring, but in the, in the end is going to be well worth it. Um, and, and I think you're going to be a much happier person when you're able to give some of those things away to others. So uh, we appreciate you guys taking a listen to this podcast today. We hope that you are going to join us on future episodes of the One Ministry Question podcast. 